Hey, this is Sujin. And Aaron on the Growth Mapping Podcast, where we break down what really happens behind the scenes in the world of marketing. We're going to show you what works and what doesn't, and we'll be interviewing some of the biggest names in the online world. You'll learn the strategies, tactics, and tricks that really move the needle and drive massive results. Hey guys, welcome back to the Growth Mapping Podcast with Sujin and Aaron. Uh, We're going to go through today how to interview a marketer, what sort of questions uh, you want to be asking when you're hiring a a good quality marketer for your business uh, that you can rely on, that you, you know is going to have the the skills to pay the bills, uh, to, to basically be able to fit in with your team and know that you're going to get results from them. Too many people are, are doing stock standard interview questions, thinking that uh, it's no different hiring a marketer to anyone else. And uh, as you'll hear, there are a few things that um, are worthwhile focusing on to make sure you're getting the right person with the right skills. So uh, Sujan, take it away, mate. Awesome. So I've hired probably I don't know two dozen marketers um, in my in my life, and I've trained another probably thirty. Um, and one of the biggest things and my biggest gripes with the hiring marketers is that when you look at a marketer, their resume, they're a marketer, like their resume, their online profile, it all looks good, right? Like, how do you tell like the real guys, the real girls, the real people who are know what they're doing versus the the bullshitters, right? Because I mean, you can, you know, they're, they're marketing for themselves. So that's the first thing I try to rule out. And so I, I try to, you know, I, I look and first and foremost, uh, when somebody applies, I ask them a few questions. I pretty, over email, before I even jump on a call, what I'm trying to figure out is like, is this person legit? And it's really like, okay, tell me your biggest win or what are, what marketing thing are you most proud of? And, they tell me whatever they say, and then I'm like, can you go deeper? Explain why this is better than anything else, and tell me specifically what you did. And I, and then when they respond with like even more specifics with details or whatever, then I schedule a phone call. And a lot of times, people can't respond with specifics. And if they can't explain their details, it's, it's, it's like they may not understand it. Yeah, look, on that point, um, I've also found that when, when hiring, people will then give you this, you know, high level thing of, I, I achieved this, we drove millions of visitors to this, this, and this. And when you're asking those further questions and digging deeper, you're actually going to uncover that, well, was it them or was it actually their team that did it? And they simply were a marketing coordinator where they had a hand in a couple of things. You know, you can identify whether they were in control of it, they actually did the grunt work or they did the strategy or, or where they were in the whole process. And that, that changes things. Exactly. So it, it's such an easy thing to miss because you think, um, you think people are going to be great because they worked at Facebook and Google. But reality is Facebook is no longer and has not been for a decade about one person. It's been about multiple people, right? And, and it's a team that really gets it done. So be careful with brand names because likely brand names mean they either did a really small kind of property within that brand name. Like I have Sony on my logo, like on my client list. Yeah, I worked with one of the small Sony sites, but I'm a marketer. I want to leverage the logo of the parent company and they gave me permission. So I'm going to do it and, and, and really dive down into the specifics of what they did. Um, and another thing to ask is the person um, really just kind of explained to me your background. And I usually, you know, what I'm looking for is they, they'll usually go on this five minute rant of like, I did this, I did this. 
and I dive deeper. I dive deeper. Any, if you're a marketer and you can't, as you're telling the story, you can't go deeper into the story and give me context of like, oh, when I was at blah, 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 I did this. Well, okay, what was the results of this? Mm-hmm. Did you think it was successful? What, what did you do? What didn't you do there? Like, wh- and why couldn't you get it done? And ultimately what I'm trying to figure out is, is this person able to do things that or dive deeper on their resume and also do things or not do things based off of their, you know, what their boss says, what the client says or whatever, especially because, you know, real world situation, there's never perfect. It's always like some, you know, weird situation that like technically technical reasons, timing is bad, budgetary, well, you can't implement perfect. So I'm trying to figure out do they have experience in not perfect? Yeah, look, for me as well, If when digging deeper, f- firstly, it's your job to uncover the bullshit that someone's going to put in a resume or an online profile. Yeah, so you got to ask some really detailed questions, both sides of the coin, what worked, what didn't work, all of those things. But I think probably one of the biggest things that I wanted to mention that's, that's impacted us is, yeah, in the past... Uh, I've seen business, other businesses do this as well, where they hire someone who's had um, you know, some really senior level marketing experience with enterprise size clients. And they've done really well, achieved all these things from a big strategic standpoint. But then coming over to a smaller business or a startup, they're, they're like a fish out of water because they've got no resources, they've got no money. Their strategies might be brilliant, but there's no one to implement it other than themselves. And it changes things massively. So I think a, a really big thing to keep in mind is if all the, or, you know, if you're a small business or, or a startup and all of the experience that the people have that you're interviewing is all, you know, oh, we've worked for this big brand and we've got big experience here. Um, that's, that's also a red flag for me because they're going to have to do the grunt work, do the day to day work because you likely don't have big budgets or big marketing team. And if they can't do that and if you can't identify that, for your um, you know, digging deep questions, then uh, you're going to have some problems in, in the not too distant future. Yeah, totally. Right. I think there's there's it really depends on your company. So, like for example, my company Mailshake, we're hiring a, a marketing person. We need like a we've kind of ironed out what the role is going to be, and we need a mid level marketing person, somebody who has three to five years experience. Uh, they need to be an individual contributor. So, if we go after managers or people who have managed people and, and their last two jobs they've managed people they probably are not going to be the greatest at execution. What I typically go after is whatever role you have today, go hire the person who just did that, right? And you convince them, this is where you kind of have to put your, you know, your, you know, your, 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 your salesman hat or whatever and, and, and your HR hat and like convince them to do a lateral move and how awesome that's going to be, right? So if, you, if you're, let's say, a SaaS business and you want to go from $1 to $10 million in annual revenue or that's kind of where you're at, well, go get somebody who works at just did that or as now a $15, $20 million annual revenue company because they know and they remember what it's like. And I guarantee you the second time around, third time around, they, they don't make a lot of mistakes that they did the first time because they've just experienced it super fresh in their head. And had hire for your industry, your business, your size of a company and size of revenue. Yeah. Look, I think the, the points that we're mentioning as well aren't necessarily just for hiring marketers either. I mean, you could, you could use this information for hiring any sort of position in the company and um, making sure that you're hiring right, hiring at the right time. Um, there's a lot more to hiring than just based on skills. There's culture, there's 
you know, fit in, time, in terms of the industry and the company size and a million other things to consider. And a lot of times people gloss over that because someone's throwing around big names that they've worked for, but it can end in disaster. Yeah, exactly. And I have one more thing I want to share. Um, that is, the, uh, this is kind of my last spoke on hiring. So first is like uh, being almost like a dick over email with like very specific questions. Number two is that phone interview and, you know, leads to per- in person. Number three is real world. So what I usually tell somebody is like, hey, I'm launching this product and it's a fake product and it's going after a new market. It's always a fake product going after a new market in an existing company. I just make up a scenario and I give everybody the same test. I'm like, hey, look, I want you to be involved with a quick 30-minute brainstorming session with my team, but come prepared with ideas and notes. We've got a million-dollar annual marketing budget. How would you market this product? So it gives them a re- like it gives them something to work with, and it it tells me how they work with the team, how they work with me, and what they come to the table with. And you know, talk is cheap, but when you start to see people's ideas and you can see kind of the wheels churning in their head, you know it's a fit. And ultimately, these three things help yeah. personally for me give me a good gut feel on on how this person is. And if I have a bad gut feeling, I don't hire them. Yeah, look. I- <laughs> I think that's smart and I think in terms of the answers, if anyone just dives straight into talking about the marketing channels they're going to hit up rather than doing research and analysis and, and all of that first, then it's also a bit of a red flag. Now, look, just to wrap up, one of the one of the points that I wanted to mention was above all of this, you know, I touched on culture before, um, in our business specifically, if we're going to hire someone that's not going to be able to have a laugh with you, you know, muck around, relax, you know, enjoy just their company because you spend way too much time with, with your team compared to your family, then I mean, why take the risk? You know, there's plenty of other people out there. So make sure you hire for culture, hire because they're a decent person as well, not just because they're the best at a specific thing and you can't stand being around them. Yeah, exactly. You kind of have to hang out with like, yeah. uh, I want to make sure we hire people that we can grab beers with or tea or whatever if you don't drink it doesn't matter just be able to hang out with at the end of the day exactly all right guys look that that's it for today uh stick around there we've got some exciting uh episodes coming up please as always reach out to us if you've got um, anything you want us to cover we've had some good feedback so far love to help out and answer your questions uh so do find us online we are everywhere uh, until next time guys thank you take care And that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you have questions, reach out to us at hello at growthmappingpodcast.com as we would love to hear from you. We believe we've delivered value to you. If you agree, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the best way you can say thanks. So thank you, and we'll catch you next time.